Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Fantasy Premier League All-In Football podcast show. I am Alex Rex, the FPL guru, and joining me today are the usual suspects of Scott Williams and Tom Hughes, who was above me in the Fantasy League for it must have been 48 hours. Uh, and uh, <laughs> look at straight in, straight in it. And uh, yeah, currently I'm uh, sweating tonight's end of uh, tonight's matches to make sure I can keep that position uh, for the rest of game week 14. Um, thank you very so much for tuning in and watching or listening to the show. If you want to like or subscribe, that would be great to our YouTube channel. Like the video and subscribe to us and also to subscribe and follow us on social media, uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, All In Football P and All In Football Pod. How are we doing, boys? I'm good. How's the, t- how's the TikTok doing? Have we got a lot of content on there? Uh, I put up a, a really cool episode 15 video with like some effects on it, and I got uh, one guy commented on it, and someone else liked it. Oh, nice. I know. I know. We're, we're really built. You know, our, t- our TikTok videos get more, more views than our Instagram stuff. We'll we be, put uh, so much more effort into we'll that. We're going full time soon, aren't we? Which is exciting. I just need to let my work know, and then we'll be up and running. Yeah, Hello. brilliant. They'll probably make a documentary about us. All in football podcast full time. God, whoever plays you will be gorgeous, won't they? Oh. All right, we're going to crop that first 30 seconds out. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. Let's move on to uh, a review, quick review of Game Week 13. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't manage to get one done on Monday in terms of podcasts. Sorry about that, guys. That was my fault. Uh, but to review Game Week 13, um, uh, James Madison decided he was going to show up and get 16 points for the first time this season. Look at uh, Madder's points. Yeah, I called him Madder's. He got eight points in game week nine. But other than that, obviously this week he got 10 as well. But before game week 13, he'd basically returned once all season. So no surprise, no one had him. Tavares and Tomiyasu, they both got double figure scores. I had questionable this week about how viable they are. Van Dijk and Robertson, the wrong Liverpool defenders. Saar, and we had Jota Madison, uh, Gundogan, who's now injured, McGinn, Vardy, and Dennis, who just continues to, uh, to continue to surprise everyone and, uh, and deliver as a cheap option. And game week 14 so far, we've got two fixtures left in that as we're recording. We've got um, Spurs who are playing Brentford and Man United who are playing Arsenal left. Uh, so, so far, for the first time this season, Mo Salah is the highest scoring player in a game week. Um, I think he would, might have been level with Bruno. No, he was just behind Bruno, wasn't he, in game week one? So, yeah. Um, I was going to say for the first time ever, there's a Leeds United player here. <laughs> no, Lorente was the king of the game week about four weeks ago. Remember that? That was crazy. Um, Tom's already tech. Are you sending me a resignation from the podcast there, Tom? What are you doing? Yep. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> first time ever. Uh, Bednarek showed up. Uh, I got one goal. Cooper with 12 points. Somehow got three bonus points in that game. No idea. Uh, he got an assist, didn't he? Because he technically won the penalty because he headed against that guy's hand. Uh, Taylor with nine points, Semedo with nine points, Melier with eight. Uh, yeah, Salah, Jordan Henderson with good returns, Mason Mount, Madison again, Bernardo rocking up, doing really well at the moment. I think he's got three goals in his last four games, uh, which is fantastic for Bernardo Silva. And Dennis again up front. Uh, so, uh, yeah, back to back potential teams of the week for him. We didn't do manager of the week for last week. Remind me who won. I think we can just skip it, to be honest. Keep it keep it current, Alex. Keep it keep it current. Well done, Scott. You won it, didn't you? Yeah. 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 We won't worry, won't worry about that too much. And then uh, the uh, but this game week so far. We've got some really quite uh, quite decent scores here. Uh, 67 from the All-In Football podcast team. What are you on so far this week, Scott? Sorry, you're a bit higher up this league than uh, I'm used to being at 64. Yeah, I'm 64. I'm looking for back-to-back here, aren't I? There you are. You're, you're, you're definitely on the hunt. Um, and there's some, been some other good scores as well this week. Dan Clark with uh, 64. He's uh, at the moment looking. He's the only one, I think, in our league, basically, that's uh, backed, backed Bernardo. So he's done well and he's got uh, he's some... For, he's had him for a couple of weeks, I must say. It's a good shout, that. It was a good shout. He's done really well there. Uh, and it's, it's yeah, it's spot on. But the podcast league is is really, really tight um, in across the, this this middle section, sort of second down to, to fifth. And Tom was up to uh, second place, obviously. But still time, still time this game week. And to quickly touch on... This will make you happier, Tom. <laughs> manager of the month so with us two matches left for manager of the month so by the time most people listen to this they'll probably know uh, know the results 
And uh, it's a tight, well, it's not even a tight at the moment. Uh, Tom is top and must be on transfers made from the All In podcast team. So, Tommy, you're on for, uh, for manager of the month. We can just do the top no three there, Alex. No. That'll be nice. Can we extend it to top four? <laughs> four. <laughs> no, top three, top three is all that matters. Top three, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, well done, lads. Top three. So I'm supposed to be the guru here, and you two are beating me this this uh, this month, but never mind. At, le- at least the people that do a podcast will make it a top four, which is actually really impressive, <laughs> I must say, to give ourselves a big pat on the back. Yeah, why not? Let's uh, and I think it has been good. And and yeah, um, Adrian Chippendale's had a very good, uh, very good month. Will Hughes, of course, a couple of mentions he's got on the podcast. Dan Clark again, and uh, yeah, Gavin's there. And look to see the apprentice, Liam Ormsby. Ninth uh, so far this month. He's definitely uh, moving up the leagues uh, slowly. And Martin Wheel could be in 10th there at this very moment in time with a little bit of time left to play. Pod League Code, I've remembered it this week. It's 2P5QC4. That's 2P5QC4. Don't forget to join the Podcast League if you enjoy the show. Let's go on with questions, shall we? Let's get, let's get cracking. I'm going to come to you first on this one, Tom. Is it time to rejoin the Vardy party and is Madison an option? What do you think? If you'd have asked me before last night, I would have said, yes, get back on Vardy. And then after watching parts of the Leicester game and seeing his miss, I would say, no, Uh, I've got him. I'm going to be getting rid of him. He's too expensive and too inconsistent. I think when you've got players like that, I said it before, I think you want to be able to captain them. And I don't think I'd ever captain Vardy. So at that price, I'm probably just going to skip off him for now. Even with the Newcastle at home game in game week 16? I mean, they look, they look good, terrible. That's good fixture, but Villa away, that doesn't look like an easy game now. They've had three really good results under Gerrard. Uh, Tottenham at home, I know Tottenham aren't playing well, but that's not easy. Conte will have been in there for a bit longer by then. And then Everton away, well, that could be an easy game. But again, it's another away fixture. And then after that, City-Liverpool... That doesn't look like that great a run to me, to be totally honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people, if they've stuck by Vardy for those two games, they've obviously got 10 points I think uh, the thing, last I think week, the thing or 12 with, points last week, sorry. I think the thing with Vardy, if you ever watch any football games, he's probably guaranteed to be the lowest uh, two or three players with touches on the game. He hardly gets any touches in the game of football, which means he needs to be clinical when he gets touches. So it's like last night, he needed to have scored that call because he doesn't get that many uh, touches and chances. So I think, um, you know, I'd, I'd be, I would be more looking at a Madison um, okay. rather than a Vardy right now. But for me, I have Vardy and I will be giving him a couple more games because that Newcastle at home is just too tasty. Yeah, um, I think I worked it out that he, if he continues on this points haul, like this sort of average, he'll have like a 200-point season. So he'll he'll have he'll just be shy of that two ten and that two eleven. So he does he does return over a season, but yeah, and that leads us perfectly on actually to uh, to James Madison. Uh, obviously, I mentioned him at the the top of the show. Scott, have you been impressed with him last couple of weeks? I have. Yeah, it seems like we've we've got the James Madison that we you know we all wanted last year, and the James Madison that was sniffing England squads at the end of the day. Um, he's playing in the you know that position just behind Vardy. Um, he's, he's always got the quality and the talent there. I just feel like his attitude and his head's not been in it this year for whatever reason. I know he was a link with Arsenal, wasn't he, at the start of the season? Does yeah. he want to go? Did he want to? He, he's quite a London lad. He's got like the social media, he likes all the fashion and whatever. Um, maybe he was just a bit, you know, annoyed that he's maybe didn't get his move to Arsenal. But the last couple of game weeks, I must admit, in, in a poor, let's not, let's be honest, a poor Leicester team, yeah, he's shining in that team right now. And I, for me, I'm not I'm not jumping on him right now. But see how he does against Villa. He, I'd be very tempted to try and get him in for a couple of game weeks, especially with that Newcastle uh, fixture yeah. coming up. He's um he's at a price at the moment at six point seven, which is is sort of like we obviously talk about Vardy at ten ten point whatever he is, like ten point four, ten point five, or whatever he is at the moment. I can't remember. He's over ten. He's over ten million, ten and a half million. Madison's at a gamble price, isn't he? Yeah. Like you could you could take a risk on him. I mean, let's be honest, Spurs are rubbish this 10.7 season. Seven is valid. Ten point seven, crikey. Um, Tottenham are rubbish. Everton are a bit rubbish. Newcastle are rubbish. Yeah, Villa have been on form. So, like, if you were looking for someone, I was just looking at the the Apprentices team for an example. He's got Saka who might be injured. 
if you wanted to take a gamble and a bit of a punt, do something different, maybe someone like Madison could be an option. He tends to be incredibly streaky uh, and he ends up getting um, eight goals, six goals, seven goals in, in the season. He's got his three so far. He's always there. There are about seven, five and seven assists in these role in his last three seasons. He's only got two so far. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not telling everyone to rush and buy Madison now. But if you did want to take a punt, you could do a hell of a lot worse than go for James Madison at uh, this very moment in time. But yeah, um, if he's, you know what he's like, very confident, very streaky. So uh, yeah, time to join the Vardy party. I'm kind of with you, Scott. I wouldn't sell him if I had him. and uh, But I also, I'm not going out to buy him because I, I don't have him at the moment. And I think with, with Madison, I think if your team allows you, you're not taking any minus points. If you've got a free transfer to take out an injured sacker, yeah, you could take a, take a, make a move for him because... One of the things um, I did want to touch on as well is, is Conor Gallagher. We talked about this, Scott, with the, in, in the Leeds game in particular. Since MacArthur's injury, uh, I took looked... Uh, oh, that's the uh, comparison for King of Dennis. I'll get to it in a minute. But this is Conor Gallagher for the two game weeks where he, he delivered compared to the three game weeks after. And, and that's these last three game weeks are when MacArthur's been injured. So he's been playing noticeably deeper. Uh, he's been nowhere near delivering in terms of shots, goals, assists. He's just nowhere near on any of these metrics. Um, he's not become anywhere near as dangerous. And if we have a look at his heat map, this is going to load for me, which it has. This here is his heat map, just over the halfway line on the right-hand side for the game weeks that we mentioned beforehand. And this is where he was playing when it was Leeds and the one before. So much deeper on the pitch. So... It was just something so noticeable in that Leeds game in particular. And it it worries me a little bit about his um, how much of an option he is moving forward. I, I, I now no longer would be looking to buy him. I mean, again, I'm, I'm not looking to, to sell him. He's got Everton, Southampton and Watford uh, after this. And then there's obviously a Norwich at home fixture. I'm not rushing to get rid of him. But if there was a better option, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about selling him, even though he has got set pieces. I don't know what you boys think about that. Yeah, I mean, I've got Gallagher. It's tough for me to shift him out. There's not many, I don't think there's many better options at that price range that I can think of. So it would require me probably making two switches. I'm thinking about taking him or Smith Rowe out. Uh, I was considering that. If you've got like a combination, because I've got two free transfers, so maybe it's Vardy out for a cheaper striker and a better premium midfielder in. That was one option I was looking at. In that case, I might take Gallagher out. If I've just got one free transfer... I probably wouldn't waste it on taking Gallagher out. I think he's got a good enough set of fixtures that he'll probably still get some points. I don't know when uh, MacArthur's back. I don't know if you know that. No, no, I don't know when he's back. He's still got a red flag. Um, so I don't know exactly when he's in, when he when he'll be back from injury. But again, I, I completely agree on that. I wouldn't be looking at trying to shift him out for a minus four and reconfigure his team to get rid of him. But it's just, I feel like, again, he's somebody that... I feel like again we've we've gone from having like loads of options to having like hardly any <laughs> in that in that bracket. I think it's I think it's the form of players. I'm looking at that bracket now. You've got players: Ben Rama, Smith Rowe, Bowen, uh, Townsend, Gray, Saar, the Saka. These are all players that were on form like three, four, five weeks ago when yeah. we were like, oh my god, there's so many options. Now they've kind of gone off the boil, which you can expect because they're not the premium players. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking at that. I mean, if, if for whatever reason you, you didn't have Jossa, Salah and um, Trent, I'd be seriously looking at Jordan Henderson. Henderson at 5 now Because yeah. my days, he gets forward and he has a lot of shots and he, he takes some set pieces and whatnot. And he, the boy can finish. And he's really impressed me lately, I must say. He really has. I uh, I got this uh, this this question put to me actually so it kind of skips forward a little bit like what why, why not henderson and it's just really simple isn't it who would you drop jota salah or trent none of them it none of them be, for henderson. It, could be, it could be an option though when salah swans off the afcon though and say and frees up some pennies for you potentially and then but i think then the argument on that one and well i think we'll do something a bit more yeah. detail in this later pod but is how how good a Liverpool going to be without Salah or Mane? Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's yeah. like it's like that ball he did yesterday, and um, when Salah finished it, he, Salah made it look easy. But my God, it was blistering patient Salah and an unbelievable finish. Is Minamino or Rigi doing that? No Probably chance. Not. His goals yesterday. How good was Salah? Like he's the those, in the world. he's so he's so good. Those finishes were just. 
the one which he, he's on the run and he's leaning away from it, he just sets it outside the post and bends it in. And it, it's he's just so full of confidence. And it was gonna, it was almost at that point where we could have had a conversation about another captain. It was kind of like, yeah, he's getting an assist. Yeah, he's getting a goal. He's sticking along nicely, but other players are all scoring more points than him. And then he comes down, he sits down and just goes, you are captaining me against Wolves. There's just no way that you're not. He's so, so good. But the Henderson question is, it is, it is a good one. Um, there'll be a time when Firmino's back and Jota will be a rotation risk and he won't be delivering massive points hauls and then maybe someone like him as an enabler is good because when Henderson's fit, he plays every week. So, yeah, options. There's just always better. Liverpool's such a good team. There's just always better options than Henderson. But it was, uh, it was something that was, uh, that was put forward to me. Uh, to finish the conversation on cheaper midfielders, I've just brought up the fixtures um, and you're obviously not touching any United cheap midfielders at this very moment in time. Because I don't think there are any. I think McTominay and Fred and no one's buying them, are they, for fantasy football? Uh, Man City, that none of them are in the same price bracket. Obviously, Bernardo at 7.4, wherever he is, is there. Then you've got, like, say, Palace that we discussed. Arsenal we discussed were both get, kind of going off those guys. Are you making your way down to, like, Maxwell Corne at Burnley? Newcastle, West Ham, Watford, Villa, Everton? Maybe someone like him? Uh, it's when these fixtures, 16 potentially they turn for West Ham. Burnley away and then Arsenal away aren't the easiest fixtures in the world, but you know they're, they're also not the hardest. And then their fixture run starts going very nice. Norwich at home, Southampton at home, Watford away. If anything, I'm, I'm looking at this sort of time for look at the West Ham players. And, and if I'm going to move away from someone like, Someone like Ali Ross Smith Rowe probably would probably would head more towards West Ham than I would Madison. But anyway, there you go. Again on that one. So oh, and also to touch on this was Rafinha. So uh, someone else asked the question about uh, when when do we sell Rafinha? Because uh, their fixtures turn horrendous. And I, I just wanted to point out Leeds' results at the back end of last season against like really good teams. Uh, obviously, Tom, I'll come to you on, on Leeds in, in a bit more detail in a second. But the back end of last season, they drew with Chelsea, they beat City, they drew with Liverpool, they drew with Man United, they beat Spurs. So you can't really write Leeds off against a good, a really, really good team just got spanked by United like a couple of times. It, so I don't know what you what, what you think, Tom, about uh, Leeds' fixture run over Christmas. Should we be looking at keeping Rafinha? Uh if it was Leeds from last year, then it's a clear yes for me. It's we're not quite the same this year, and we've. If, we, if there's at some point we will get going, that's a good thing for Leeds fans. I think is we're on 15 points, despite playing pretty poor in almost every single game. If we start going and we get a couple of the key players are coming back now, we're only a few short. You know, Ailing, I think is back in training. Bamford has played for the under 23s. Bamford coming back will be a big, big. Thing for us, um, if he comes back at, for this run of fixtures, that would be really that would be a really positive sign for me. Uh, if I was if I didn't have any Leeds players and I wasn't a Leeds fan, I wouldn't be rushing to get a Leeds player. To be honest, if you're going to maintain a Leeds player in that team, it's Rafinha. He's on penalties. He's on free kicks. He's the most creative player in terms of chances created. He's the most likely. He has the most shots. There's only one player to pick in that Leeds team. And because of that, he's always going to play. He's always going to be fit. If we do get any points over those four weeks, it will be Rafinha. So I don't think you have to I don't think you have to rush to sell him again. He's not so expensive that he takes up so much money in your team. Yeah. And he's and you know what? We were having this conversation three or four weeks ago. Is it time to sell Rafinha? Is it time to sell Rafinha? And since then, I think he's scored every single week. So He's, uh, he's got three goals in his last four appearances, which is over five game weeks because he missed the Spurs game. Um, but yeah, he's uh, nine, nine points, nine points, three points, eight points. That's his last four appearances. And, and that's in a poor performing Leeds team. So if yeah. we start getting going, the, the returns will come. And I know it's a hard run of fixtures, but like I say, no one else in that team is going to get points. It's going to be him. He's a really good placeholder as well. So he just fits a really good price bracket. For example, like you can get to any of those options 
that are cheaper that we've discussed if they start catching fire by selling Rafinha. So he's a, he's a, he's a good player to hold in your team almost as a, as, a, as a player that's playing really well, that's really good, that you can get off quickly if you need to. But again, there's no one there that's making me go, God, I need to sell Rafinha to get him because he just keep keep returning. And that's a big point, isn't it? If there was a clear option cheaper than him, who you were like, I have to have them in right now, you'd just do it. And that's why I'm not, I'm not saying if I didn't have him, I wouldn't be getting, obviously wouldn't be getting him in at this point. But if I've got him, what's the better option that's going to guaranteed get 90 minutes, guaranteed be on the, the creative end of pretty much everything a team do? There's not many players like that. So, yeah, Sure. Anything to add on that one, Scotty? Um, no, just be wary because I think a lot of people will sell him and he will then probably go down in value. Yeah. It's uh, it's one of those, isn't it? Where like you cannot, you cannot. It's twenty percent owned, so it's pretty high, and you kind of want people to sell him, so then you can actually he can become a bit more of a differential in your team. But at the same time, you use the use the well, team. I suppose if you're not going to sell, if you're not going to sell him through that bad run of fixtures, you're not going to sell him unless he gets injured. I guess so. It's not really, yeah. and and I agree. I, I've briefly um, looked at the other players that I could get in to replace him, and no one's really got an unbelievable run coming up now. Yeah. So. It's one of those. Yeah, I agree with everything you boys have said. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's definitely uh, yeah yeah. I I just yeah agree with that. I love watching Rafinha play football as well. Um, good penalty as well. Question came in: Are Watford a team to target to play against? Which was one. Uh, and are Norwich no longer the whipping boys? Scott, what do you think? To target to play against, you mean? To play against, yeah. So oh. if your players are playing against Watford, you pick oh, them. I, I would, I would pick Watford attackers and well strikers, and um, yeah, pick whoever they're playing against strikers because my god, there's goals every time Watford play. <laughs> They've turned into the most exciting team to watch in the <laughs> Premier League. And we were saying this the other night. There's, there's goals every time. Get if you can get King and Dennis in your team. No one thought they were Dennis would be getting a goal and free bonus last night. Um, uh. It's clearly, Ranieri's got him playing. Just do whatever you want, football. Um, so yeah, I would absolutely if you've got attackers playing against them because I can't keep clean sheets. No. Um, and if you've got Dennis or King, or if you've not, they're an unbelievable option uh, because they can clearly play and score against anyone. And uh, Backman's back, isn't he? Now, uh, Backman's no. back. Now we brought Foster in. Backman's back. <laughs> yeah, Foster yeah. got injured playing for Hashtag United in a charity game. Did his, did his groin playing outfield, oh, didn't he? That's why I heard. So annoyed. Oh. I, I took a transfer. I, I took a transfer to get Foster in. Uh, no, a man is four to get Foster in. Oh, my God. So frustrated. <laughs> um, and now Norwich, what did you say about Norwich, pal? Uh, are they no longer the whipping boys? Uh, no, I think Dean Smith's got them playing a lot more solid football. I must admit, if you can't beat a 10-man Newcastle team when you've got them playing against 10 men for 80 minutes, you will be getting relegated from the Premier League. Yeah. But they're a lot more solid, but I wouldn't get any Norwich players because they look a bit boring to watch. I just wanted to look at Pookie because he has got 9-8, 2-8 in his last four game weeks. Uh, so three, three goals in his last four. That's five this season. That's five of Norwich's. Eight that they've scored. So it's it's not a high number. Um, if you are going to go for anybody, because the selection of strikers is horrendous, I suppose you could have Pookie because you can bench him for the harder games and play him for the others. Just never gets me. Never never really gets me going. But okay, he is just, super. He's super streaky though, Pookie. It is super streaky, and it's a trap. This is a trap. <laughs> You know, Brentford, Southampton, Wolves, Newcastle, okay? So, blanks against Wolves, very solid defensively. But, you know, Southampton have played well this season, but have conceded goals. Not loads, but they've conceded goals in pretty much every game they've played. Brentford, rough patch, Newcastle and Newcastle. So, I wouldn't get carried away about this. And they're now playing Tottenham away, Man United, Villa, West Ham, Arsenal, a a decent Palace team, Leicester. I don't like any of that. And you just basically, and you just agreed with Alex there, though. He scores against the teams you'd want having benched against, though. Yeah, but it, but that that run of fixtures isn't for. I can't see a fixture that I'd bench bench him to. I wouldn't bench him um, until probably twenty first of January when they play Watford. The rest of those fixtures, I'd be benching him. Everton at home. Ooh. Yeah, maybe fifteenth of January. Man, oh. you. 
Shut up, but, I mean, I, serious question. Serious question. If he was in your team, would you be playing him against Tottenham, Man United, Villa, West Ham, Arsenal? I don't think you would. I, if you've got him, I don't think it's a bad option. I'm not saying you need to panic again. I don't think that you have to panic with these cheap options because they are cheap options. I think you should panic. If you think I think I think yeah. we've all just agreed with each other in different ways there, haven't we? Absolutely. I, yeah, well, I'm, we, I'm we saying, absolutely. I'm have. saying Pucky is not an option overall. It's it's not somebody I'd be putting on the table just because of a small run. Oh, I like that. Not putting him on the table. Um, everyone, everyone, pretty much other than uh, weirdly, Wolves only conceded twelve goals this season, which is the same as Liverpool. But other than that, like, th- there's no one, no other real defense that I think are, are that good. Other than obviously Liverpool, Man City, um, and Chelsea, uh, Brighton maybe. But yeah, I don't know. I think all strikers are a bit rubbish and I'm trying to clutch at straws a little bit to talk about a different option because he has scored three in his last four. So he's got to be, he's got to be someone that's, uh, that, that we mentioned a lot more than like Antonio has. And uh, people, all don't, people brought Jimenez in for a couple of a fixture, fixture run that's now oh. finished. I think he's got one goal in it. You um, just mentioned Watford, didn't you? So I know you're going to do a piece on it, but yeah. that's your yeah. option. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> let's go. Let's, you did no, it's perfect timing. Let's go straight into, into it. it. You have um, one of the questions I got asked was King or Dennis, and Scott's answer to this is why not both? I think, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, King or Dennis was 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 an interesting one. I wanted to have a look at the actual points. This is all per um, per start that they've had. And do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stick it. I'm going to I'm going to do this. I'm going to turn it to per ninety. It's just more more fun that way. I'd love to log in next week and Scott's gone for a double attack in Watford lineup. I'd love it. Okay, last City. Time for, last, time, <laughs> last time I went for a double lineup, um, Lukaku and Werner both got injured for <laughs> midweek Champions League. So, as if you crocked them, you're yeah. a bad. You're a curse. You are. Um, yeah. So points uh, points per ninety. Uh, Josh King is behind Dennis. Dennis is on six point three four. King's on five point two five. Uh, goals wise and um, very very similar assists Dennis has provided more um, so far this season uh, expected points Josh King is getting into better positions he's got a higher XG of uh, 0.52 per game whereas uh, Dennis is 0.31 so by the looks of it just on just on the, the, the just to get to the the very to the point Dennis has returned better than King has but King is expected to return better than Dennis is moving forward. Um, for the for the point for the point three, King's got obviously pedigree in, in the league. We've got to look at form. Touches in the box are like basically the same. Final third passes are basically the same. It kind of kind of. I think as King plays more centrally, and he gets himself into better goal scoring positions. And he's only scored one goal less than Dennis has this season. And Dennis has made more appearances than King has. I would say that I would just edge on the side of King because I did bring him in my wild card instead of Dennis. So I did make this have this choice between us. But I don't know what you boys think in uh, in terms of the choice between these guys. When you look at it like that, it almost feels stupid to say Dennis because uh, apart from obviously the points that matter which is total points goals and assists yeah. uh, king looks better uh, but you know sometimes sometimes a player outperforming their statistics means that you should bat them because they're just in those moments they're doing everything right he doesn't need as many chances he doesn't need clear cut chances to take them whereas king is clearly getting better chances and not taking them so that sometimes uh, it comes down to that stats versus eye test piece doesn't it yeah, and um, Dennis got 73 points. I wanted to try and move this to game week five when King started being in the team all the time and see how that affects, because we've got the first few game weeks here when Dennis played through the middle. Yeah, it's still very similar. Still very, very similar. I just thought I'd run that by anyway. But yeah, King King looks better, I think, overall in terms of, I think on, at the end of the season, his points per 90 will be higher than Dennis's, I think. But at the moment, we're looking at Dennis as somebody... Uh, he's in great like- form, isn't he? I feel like when I've seen Dennis a couple of times, he get he gets that seems to get those goals late on when the other team are chasing as well. So I know there was one or two against Everton when he had that weird game. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I was going to say even without looking at the stats, when I watched him, King seems to get involved more. So I would probably go for King, and I would just say if anyone's looking at that, King is about five percent owned, and Dennis is 
13.6%. So for a similar sort of player, you probably, you know, you've got a chance, I guess, to catch up a little bit in your leagues if if a lot of them have got Dennis in there. I love that. That's a good point. And I really love this list of strikers. I know I touched on this like earlier in the season. But these are your top scoring forwards so far this year, guys. Vardy's top. That's our Tom. Dennis. Antonio's now third. That's how bad his run's been. Can we have a look at this for a second? I've really, I've really enjoyed this run. But you have. You got so stubborn, didn't bring him in, and then he's dropped off a cliff. He's got seven against Spurs in game week nine. But other than that, that's the only time he's returned since how game week been- six. How is he still in my team? I've been reluctant <laughs> to take him out. I've been reluctant to take him out because I was like, do you know what? He's gonna he's gonna score. He's the only person in that team, surely, that can score. And he scored uh, last night. It's just not true. I he did score and then it got ruled out. But hey, he's still number one. He's still number one for the uh, ICT. Yes. So his influence, creativity, and threat is still number one for forwards. But he's just not finishing the chances as he was before and now he's got an awful run of fixtures for a few games continued uh, but after that like you say his fixture gets so good and I just watch his price go down I'm like Tom take him out just take him out and I can't the problem is you can't take him out because who do you take him out for and even point, like well even we've, we've I've gone for Callum Wilson in our team as somebody a bit different and don't get me wrong the guy works really hard, but Newcastle are rubbish. And then he got his penalty, and it was one of the worst penalties I've ever seen in my life. I don't know how Tim Krull didn't save it. I think it was harder not to save it. And he just pied it in off the underside of the bar. It was a horrendous penalty. So literally, I, I don't know who we'd... If got, I mean, St. Maximan's right up here, and he? Look at this guy, St. Maximan, 59 points. Do you not think I that's was... quite fun, though? You can just go through you want. Yeah, I would, yeah. I, would, I would still honestly look at Benteke. I know he missed an absolute sitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, and it's your cliche. He just had to be there. He gets all, he gets a chance every time. He does. Yeah. He does. He just misses so many. Yeah, but it's for banter, isn't it? Unbelievable. Yeah. Like he's so but good. Like Jamie that, Vardy, like, you don't see him ever have the ball or have enough chances. Wouldn't you rather have that glimmer of hope for like 0.1 seconds and then just I, really I don't know. Do you know him? how annoying it was when Vardy missed that chance? I know. I thought you were going to hit me. Imagine if he <laughs> imagine if he saw that. Imagine if he saw that every single time Benteke had a chance. One, that would be uh, aggravating. That's all I'm saying. That's one player I do think we should watch, and who's on, on my watch list is Ollie Watkins. Yes. Uh, I, Leicester at home, not a bad fixture at all. Liverpool away, obviously a hard fixture. Then Norwich, Burnley, Chelsea, Leeds, Brentford, Man United is not a hard fixture. Everton, Leeds, Newcastle, Watford, Brighton, Southampton, all the way to game week 28. I feel like he did quite well me. once against Liverpool, though, didn't he? Yeah. What did it, what did he do against Liverpool last time? I wonder an, wonder an eight two game where he got a couple. Oh seven seven something. Seven, was it? Seven, yeah, seven two. In the, in the uh, freakiest day of football. I would say on that list of strikers, he is one I was looking at. Yeah. Um I've I've got Tony, but I must say I was su- super disappointed. I know he scored the penalty against someone, I can't remember who. Newcastle was it? Um yeah, but he barely got involved in the game. Who was it Mbwemo that plays just behind him? Yeah, mm-hmm. he he got he was actually well just behind him, but he's further upfield most of the time. He's getting involved more, so I would probably be looking at getting Tony out soon and maybe looking at trying to get Ollie Watkins. No, in, close that screen, Alex. Take it it's out. it's the Cal- it's the Callum Wilson like for, for, I'm, I, I I invested in him. I'm playing him against Burnley, and I was going to play him against Leicester, and then after that, he's coming out for Watkins to me. That's one of my planned transfers that I've got. Um, it, it might. If he doesn't get injured before that happens, but still, that's that's my move that I would go for. And then I, I want to take Huang out, but I just don't really know who who I can take it's him. Need to put him in. Who can put him in? Yeah, I might just put Pookie in. Like I've got a transfer to you. It's no, quite just, well, how, how much is how much is Huang? Five point eight. So have you got? A, I'd say have you got a Watford player? I obviously, just switch it to King or I've already got King. Oh, you have, haven't so, you? I don't yeah, want so to get dub- Dennis as well. I don't really want to double up with Dennis. <laughs> I mean, t- to be honest, though, their fixtures aren't that bad, though. Uh, they've got Man City, then they've got Brentford, Burnley, Palace, and Wolves. That is a legit option, then. I'm it, just saying, for a couple of few weeks, that's a legitimate option. Imagine going there. Ha- I actually could. It could. I genuinely could have two Watford players <laughs> sitting on my bench this, this week. Not I don't know. Did you see Mopay's over a kick, though? Get him. Oh, Jesus Christ. Honestly, one of the, most, one of the biggest traps ever. I think the, the the summary of that striker piece is 
just pick one. Close your eyes. It doesn't matter who. (laughs) It doesn't matter who. Just pick one and hope that they do well because who the bloody hell knows? Let's put it that way. It's just literally just get your dog to like pick pick it for you. (laughs) Yeah, just pick pick someone you like watching. Pick a a football team you like watching or out these ones and just whack the striker in for a couple of weeks. Scott's picking Benteke then. <laughs> he might be coming in. Not gonna lie. It's a, it's his minutes with Edouard that worries me a little bit about Benteke, but anyway, you know, Benteke just worries me anyway, let's be honest. Uh we've gone from a bit of a comedy piece to I hope you're ready for another comedy piece for, for you, Tom. You really enjoy this. Question I had time to jump on United. I know. I mean, I don't think it, Tom's laughing because wasn't that his question? <laughs> <laughs> I'll um, say that to the only person that's never had a Man United player in. Oh, <laughs> oh there he is. He's I talking, did, I, I talking big admit, now. I will admit, I will admit, there have been times where I feel weak. When Ronaldo was signed, I felt weak. I was like, oh my God, he's going to score loads of goals. I'm so happy they've been rubbish. I'm a bit upset that Ollie's gone. I'm nervous about Man United because uh, Rangnick, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but he's... He's calling Ralph. He's yeah, Ralph. Ralph. Big Ralph, you know, by everything that people talk about him, his reputation is unbelievable. You know, you read a little bit about what he did in in Germany and things like that. So, God, I hope I hope he doesn't do anything. I hope those egos are too big. He just, he just, he's just never, he's never managed like a big team before. And I, I I really like the appointment as like the director of football or whatever position he's going to take up moving forward. It's not like a short-term appointment. It's like about the culture of the club. It's about what we're going to do moving forward. I like that a lot. But yeah, I'm, I'm just not sure. Either still a big wait and see for me, Man United. Like it's They've got a really good run of fixtures. but It's, it's a stupidly good run. It's, it's, it's not It's fair, so good. It, it really is. Like after tonight we play Arsenal, Palace, Norwich, Brentford, Brighton, Newcastle and Burnley the next uh, next six. But then it goes on to like game week 28. I think how good the run of fixtures I is. I think when Man United plays, it's so tough, pretty much. And even Ronaldo, it's so tough to know who's playing. You've not got one saying like that, as, as Mason Greenwood, who at the start of the season was playing week in, week out, because he might be the one that I might look at. If he was mm-hmm. playing down the middle still, week in, week out, 7.4 million. So yeah, it's um, that would be me. But it's so flaky. I think you need to give it, even though it's so tempting with the run, you need to give it a couple of weeks to see. How he's playing and who he's playing, yeah. Because y- y- you might even get to a point where it's like Ronaldo's hit flames again. It's like, how do I get him in? Yeah, and um, and you never know with Bruno You'd, and you know all these sort of players. But yeah, wait and see. Time to jump on United. No, wait and see. That's the answer to that question. Are Arsenal fullbacks an option? That's that, that, <laughs> that's a question. About Tommy Asu yeah. and Tavares. Why not? So. Um, I know they played like really high against against Newcastle. Um, I'd, I'd, I'm really undecided on that. I mean, Tommy Asu's four point six, but t- Tavares, who had like more shots than anyone else that <laughs> game week. <laughs> them, some of their balls are still troubling. They were horrendous. Them shots, awful shots, weren't they? Yeah. But one's going to go in the top corner at some point, or it's going to go through a keeper. Um, yeah, twelve and eleven point. I just think there are better defensive options out there, that's all. To be honest, at the moment, you've got a Chelsea, a City and a Liverpool defender. And if you want four, then you've got another Chelsea defender, probably. And that's yeah. it. And if you haven't got that, then you should have that. So do that and not Arsenal. Uh, if you want a cheap fifth option, then maybe an Arsenal player. But they shouldn't. it's not someone you should be looking to move things around for to get an Arsenal defender in. I think I think you touched on it earlier, Al. There's not many Liverpool and Wolves potentially have kept like you know some clean sheets. But other than that, you're not really this season. And we've mentioned it already. You're not really looking at your defenders to get them in to keep clean sheets. You're looking at more you're to get in and get yourself an assist because mm-hmm. the way football Premier League's gone this week, the the wing backs are the ones you want. So even if you looked at I don't know like a team like a, <laughs> I'm sure we say Matt Ritchie every week, but even like a Matt Ritchie isn't he a defender on the game? If he's getting in and getting crosses in for Wilson. That's they're never going to keep a clean sheet. But if he's given, I would get a lot more on chances created for a defender than anything else. Yeah, and um, I, I think Tariq's going to be an option Ooh, at some point. Yeah, it? he just I nearly brought him in on my wild card, uh, but his, his injuries over the Christmas period and whatever else, the amount of minutes he's going to play. Just I mean, I guess they only got twenty minutes against West Ham, but he just looks so good. When he plays for Brighton, who 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 was who was against him? Was it Dal- was it Dal- No, it wasn't Dallas. Which Leeds player was on that left back position? 
He absolutely had him on. He had him on so toast. Hard. He had him on yeah. absolute toast, and he, he looks so good, doesn't he? Yeah, he's he's a very, he's a very good player. He's someone I'd look at four point four. Don't get me wrong, Tavares at four point four, fine, whatever. But if you've got Ramsdale, I wouldn't double up on this Arsenal defence. Um, so, yeah, they are an option. Yeah, don't rush, don't rush to get them in. Um, what's going to happen to Burnley versus Spurs? So this is a question I've had from um, four people. <laughs> four people asked me the same question. Uh, Spurs is still in the League Cup, so I was looking at the next available game weeks of when things could be fitted into. Uh, the League Cup quarterfinals are game week 18, so December 21st, so obviously it couldn't go into game week 18. The semi-finals are January the 4th and January the 11th, which both of those probably will a game week 21, I think. But there's, a, but there's a chance that the January 11th could be game week 22. So my guess would be it'll go into game week 21 or game week 22, as a guess, if Spurs get knocked out of the cup. If Spurs stay in the cup, then it won't get rearranged. Oh, I mean... It could be, yeah, it'll be a lot later on, 28, 29. It could be even later than that. It could go on for I guess quite, it would, a, quite a long time. If they could both got knocked out of the FA Cup third round. That's exactly it. Yeah. Game week 24, if they both get knocked out of the, the third round, because game week 24 is the FA Cup fourth round. It all depends on so many different factors. You know, If Spurs aren't in Europe, have they been knocked out? Yeah, I can't remember. They lost that horrendous game, didn't they? Embarrassing. Yeah. I, don't that, I don't think that's got knocked them out. Yeah, yeah. I think they're at the bottom of the group. Something stupid. But if they get knocked out of Europe, then it could then quite easily be uh, game week 25 because there's a midweek after there, which is European fixtures. So what's going to happen to the game? It's going to get rescheduled and it's going to get put into a game week where there's probably cup games midweek uh, or European games midweek that are, are going to make sense. Um, to have a, a really quick look at the Spurs fixtures, because people were asking about what the double game week might be. Look at Matt Doherty, clicked on him as the, as the example. Poor guy. Um, so if it is game week 21, then it could be a double game week for Spurs for Burnley and Watford, both away, but still, that's not a, a bad double game week. And then if it ends up being, let's just say, for example, game week 22, obviously be Arsenal. And if it's game week 24, then it'd be a double game week with Southampton. So there, there, are, there are options, there are choices. And just for anybody that um, owns Chris Wood, <laughs> or Corne, of course, for uh, for Burnley. Uh, someone who owns Chris Wood is, uh, is is Liam the Apprentice. Brought him in. Didn't ask me about that transfer before he did it, by the way. But you know, why not? <laughs> watching watching bag. I was just checking if Jack had got him, but he hadn't. So it's uh, game week twenty one to be a double game week with Leeds. So Leeds and Spurs, not too bad. So anyway, that's what's going to happen to that game week. Uh, I don't know what will happen to Spurs in the uh, in the in the League Cup when they play in West Ham. Uh, West Ham have knocked out City and United already and they're on fire. So uh, um, I think West Ham might get through. Do you know what? I think they might win the whole competition. Bold. Go here first. Uh, but anyway, there you go. So that's what's going to happen to that game. Um, is Jota a must-own? Yeah. Scott? Um, yeah, I agree. I'm something reminiscent. Uh, uh, that's not the word. It's the wrong day. Something sat well with me when we when we had our little day, um, us three a few weeks ago, and it was something someone you'd heard. Why have you not got three attacking Liverpool players when they're the most attacking team in the league? And for me, you've always got Trent, you've always got Salah, and right now, Jota for his price point and his chances created, and the fact that he's playing week in week out. You have to have him. Yeah. yeah. Man is too expensive to have as a third. You yeah. know, you're putting too much funds into Liverpool at that point. So Jota is perfectly priced as a third Liverpool option. You have to have him. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. going to say that. I'm surprised more people. Did. I mean, me and Tom sort of got in there a week early, didn't we? Like a few, couple of weeks ago. Um, and then I think when we looked, we looked at a few of our leagues and a lot of people have jumped on them this week, haven't they? It's as soon as Firmino was injured. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's as soon as he's a guaranteed starter, you have to play him because when he plays, he scores. He's not like Firmino, mm-hmm. who's you know more kind of like build it builds up and supports. Jota wants to get in on the goals, he gets in behind. So yeah. as soon as it was Bobby injured, you had to get him in. Yeah. yeah, I was trying to look from game week nine. He'd started pretty much every game since um, 
And yeah, in terms of points scored, obviously Salah with 60 because Salah's insane. But um, Trent with 49 and then Jota with 43. Henderson with 32 though. Mm. But expected goal involvement, again, he's, he's second ahead of Mane. Actual goal involvement, he's equal second with Trent, I think. Yeah, equal second with Trent, again, ahead of Mane. Um, it, when you're looking at assists, it's uh, Trent, Salah, Robertson, Henderson, Chamber, then Mane and Jota are still on one each. So it, when you're looking at the statistics, your third player pretty much always needs to be Jota at this very moment in time when Firmino's out. So at the moment, yeah, he is a must. He is a must own. Hence why it blocks everyone for Henderson. And the, the point you're making there, Scott, it was, a, it was it was just a really good point about the the best attacking team in the league. Simple as that. And everyone's got Trent and Salah. So if you want, you have to get someone who's a bit of a differential to jump on, who's going to give you a few points. Jota is the man to do that, and he is still 26.1 percent owned. Okay, so he's, he's gone up a decent amount. So yes. Jotters must own. How many non-playing players can I have on the bench over the Christmas period? Well, my opinion is none, but I'm very risk-averse and I don't like ever having a dead player sat on my bench who doesn't do anything. I hate it. I actually really don't like it at all because there are enough cheap options in the game to be able to facilitate having a full-playing squad. It's not like it's all the premiums are banging this season and you can only afford 4.4 million what's it called, Dane Scarlett, whatever it's called, from, from Spurs. He's like four, but Keenan Davis. For me, you can afford to have one on your bench, probably. But other than that, I'd, I'd struggle to to vindicate, vindicate, to, um, I don't even know what the right word is, to tell people I agree justify. with. Justify. Maybe justify, yeah. Um, that. Boys, what do you think? Agree. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Chelsea, Mason Mount, Hmm. Should we jump early for Rom? No. <laughs> oh, there's no small Chelsea questions there. Going straight in. Um, I, basically, I've had the, right, we haven't got Chilwell anymore. Alonso doesn't look like he's he's bagging the chances and goals or whatever else, and he doesn't look like he's as, as frightening as ever. Uh, we've all got James. He's a bit injured, potentially. Um, should we look at Mason Mount? Because every time he plays, he gets good goals. And Rom, when he comes back into the team, should be pretty nailed. So, yeah, anyway, that was the question. It, it, not tempted by trying to get on Lukaku? Sorry, I, I, I jumped on the Mount question before I heard about the Lukaku. Um, the Mount, for me, no. Um, I have him in the fantasy draft game, and it's so frustrating because he gets lot, rotated a lot. Um, and he comes on, and he's a player that comes on for 10 minutes. I'm, oh, it's the worst. I'm one of those players. That's one of the lessons I've learned this year. Uh, 90 or zero is what you want, isn't it? Um, Lukaku, absolutely. I think the guy is going to be someone in a couple of weeks where we're saying, God, we seriously need to get this boy in. Um, I came on last night. He looks like he's, yeah, he looks like Lukaku. I would say, though, um, ZH looks really good. Um, it's some pretty similar price amount. The same problems, though, gets rotated a lot. Always the problem, isn't it? Um, they just even though Mason Mount is Chelsea's fourth highest scoring player this season for fantasy points because he had that twenty-four point haul that one game, didn't he? Um, yeah, I. If you're looking to catch up in your mini league, right, you're not going to lose out by by not having three specific strikers at the moment, are you? And there aren't a load of premium options which is tying up all of our money. Um, you can have a midfield of Salah, Jota, um, plus three. You can have uh, three at the back, defence of James Cancelo and Trent, a couple of cheap keepers, and you can go with King and Dennis. <laughs> King and Dennis. I can't, I can't believe I'm saying this. You can go with King and Dennis. You can go with the cheap, cheap strikers. You can afford to gamble on Lukaku. There's so many people out there with Harry Kane. I can't, Scott, you've been the the best person to speak to about this because I listen to a lot of fantasy football content, right? And the amount of people who are just talking about Kane, talking about Kane, talking about Kane. We've we've got Son in our team. We've only, we did that because he was a gamble. He was someone you could pick. They had some good fit. Kane showed no signs whatsoever of being any good. Cue everyone listening to this tomorrow and he scored a hat trick tonight. But he literally hasn't shown any signs of being any good. So everyone who sat there on Harry Kane going, ooh, I'm going to stick by Hazard. 
Why not Lukaku? Terrible. Scott. I think I think we're going to see a lot of that. Um, one of our good friends, Martin, has got Harry Kane, and he's not an idiot on fantasy football. But I do question why he's got Harry Kane. Um, People got it's the Conte rush. That's yes. exactly what it it's was. It's the Conte rush, and it's the fact that and it's the fact that he's Harry Kane. It's the fact that he's Harry Kane, and we see him. Look at them. Look at them. I was going to say, look at them points. He was. To- he's been top goal scorer what like five times in the Premier League. It's something ridiculous like that. Yeah. He's. Everyone's just like he's gonna catch, he's gonna catch, he's gonna catch, he is gonna catch. But that's way too much money lots up for someone that might catch at some point. You need to move to Lukaku now, now a hundred percent, or Josh King or Dennis. Yeah. I think those Spurs players are just accepting mediocrity for so long. You know, Mourinho, Nuno, none of them could do anything. And Conte's already come out and said, I've basically said these players are crap in as many words. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah manager saying that, I don't think I'd be keeping assets from that team in. I was considering someone maybe as a gamble, like Regulon. I know he scored against us, so everyone will be like, oh, that was a good shout. I was considering someone like Regulon because he's not expensive. So it was a £5 million option. But Harry Kane at, what, 12.3? That is so much money locked up in a player who's out of form, head isn't really in it, and has not shown any signs of really being Harry Kane, apart from when he played and, for England against... And it goes... Sorry, you know, two two easier opponents. So, and it goes back to that enjoyment of watching fantasy football. He barely gets involved now. It's like you barely have a sweat on him doing anything. So, absolutely not. I mean, hopefully by maybe Boxing Day when they've got a nice run of fixtures: Crystal Palace, Southampton, Watford, Arsenal. Maybe by then he's caught, and you're like, this could be exciting. But the the only thing I'd say with Kane is. It's Harry Kane. And if he decides to turn up and Spurs play a bit better, the next two fixtures he could get two out tricks. You know, it's yeah, just it's Brent, Brent like one of those players. Yeah. He's they, one of they, those players. At, at one point, at one point, there is going to be a game where he gets four goals and then the Harry Kane owners will be like, I told you. But the Harry yeah. Kane, they're still bottom of the league, aren't they? As in <laughs> the owners, because they've had him for so long. They've had the money locked up and they've had a Western. So. He's going to have his worst goal scoring season he's had in seven years. I mean, 21, 25, 29, 29, 17, 18 and 23. That's how many goals he's scored each of the last seven seasons. Like, that, really. Unbelievable. What a world-class, unbelievable striker. One of the best in Premier League history by a mile. He's been rubbish this year. <laughs> rubbish. One goal in 12 games. He's been Awful. He's oh, you just the point. He's absolutely bagging he's bag I've just looked. Absolutely. And I've just seen that Brentford have got Charlie Gude in the team. He used to play for Spun 49 and he's so bad. <laughs> God, he's bagging captain. a hatchet. Congratulations, Hurricane owners. And he points <laughs> all this week. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I hope right, I just get, get my question in for next week's podcast already. Should I now get Harry Kane in? Yeah. <laughs> yes, he should. He looked great against Brentford. I know. And also, he's got Norwich at home next. I mean, you must oh, have him. Yeah, but Norwich, Norwich is I've got another question. Should I so. triple captain Harry Kane against Norwich? <laughs> yeah, one-off game week. Yeah, do it. Why not? But they're not the whipping boys anymore. We've covered this in this podcast. Uh, oh, dear. Honestly, Harry Kane. Harry Kane. Um... Oh, what was I? Where was I even at with that? Uh, oh yeah, Bernardo. Yes or no? Yes. Yes. If you yeah. Can. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, a similar. He's similar to Jota in terms of price, isn't he? He's like seven point four. Some. It's eight, isn't it? Uh, no, Bernard, no, no, he's not no, that much. Bernardo's no. not that much. Yeah, seven no. point. I think you're right. Foden's eight. He's somewhere. Seven point three. Yeah. Seven point three. He's still so only fourteen percent owned. Yeah, a good differential. Scoring regular goals, he's never going to get you 30 points, but he's, he does, he's not getting rotated goals. either, is he? He's, he's, mm. Pep's come out today and said he's the best player in the Premier League. Oh, yesterday, sorry. He came out and said he's the best player in the Premier League, and his goal yesterday was unbelievably good. What a goal. Yeah. I I think if I was looking at a player right now, that if I could move to Bernardo Silva this week in one transfer, then I'd, I'd, I'd probably who's do the fixtures? that. Who's that fixture against? Watford. Oh, okay. Well, you've just put my transport. Yeah, so same. I'm place. getting Bernardo in. Bob <laughs> rushes to Bernardo. <laughs> this is it. Well, for the for the pod team, we should we should look at it. We've got two. I think we've got two free transfers. I think we've got two free transfers. Yeah, we, we didn't do any last week. We should probably know that, shouldn't we? Really? I was looking at getting Huang out, but uh, look, when we're looking at the transfers, who have we got at the moment? Well, you want Son out, and I was going to give him another week, but I I said to Norwich last week. I knew that the game was going to get called off snow. I just knew. <laughs> you, you, you did. Um, 
I mean, that's, we could even take Alonso out for some funds from there. Anyway, that's our that's our conversation for uh, for, for later down the line when I have to text these boys, be like, what are we going to do in our team? Um, and I've got loads of ideas. I want to come up with it. Right, let's go with fixtures and captains for the next game week. I'm going to go on here and do it. Um, the deadline is 11 o'clock, Saturday the 4th of December, before the early kickoff for West Ham versus Chelsea. Nice. Uh, yeah, I know. We've got some three or three o'clock kickoffs. Uh, Newcastle, Burnley. That sounds like a delight, doesn't it? <laughs> Southampton, Brighton, Wolves, Liverpool, um, Watford, and Man City in the evening. Then Leeds, Brentford, Man United, Palace, Spurs at home to Norwich. Harry Kane should be getting in triple captain. Villa versus Leicester, and then Monday night football, which I was look forward to, is Everton against Arsenal. Um, so, uh, boys. Who are we going to vice captain this week? Um, <laughs> I think it's, it's pretty obvious we're all going to go with Salah. Wolves have got a good defence. I just say that you could you could you could make an argument this week to not captain Salah. Who are you going for, then, Tom? I'm saying you, I didn't say that. I said you could make an argument to not captain Salah. If are you going I to was, make an argument? Yeah, if I was not to go with Salah, I'd go with an attacking City option something like that, or potentially even someone like Cancelo against Watford. He's probably likely to get a goal or assist. He's always somewhere in there. It's conceded, isn't it? Well, there's a, line, chance, there's a chance at a clean sheet. Uh, so I'd look at a City attacking option. Harry Kane, if I've got him. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep some. Oh, uh, I don't know. Is someone in that Villa Leicester game? That could be. That could be anything. Uh, I'm going to say this now. By the way, I absolutely hate doing a podcast before a game week's finished. It's absolutely yeah. killing yeah, me. Yeah, I, I don't like this. Oh, maybe, maybe yeah. just go James Tarkovsky. Get it done with. Yeah, bless him. It's, it's, it's a hard week to pick captain, so it's Salah, isn't it? It's pretty it, simple. It is, and it should be Spurs, shouldn't it? But it's just not. I was, I was saying, me and Tom were saying, it will, it's going to be more interesting when it's Afcon, <laughs> when we have to bring someone else to captain. Yeah, it's, um, it really will be. Because but I do, I do say that by the, I agree with you there, Tom. Like somebody from the Man City game would is not a bad option at all. Um, Gundogan's injured as well. Foden's still recovering. Grealish got f- like three minutes or something in the last game week. Um, Good hundred million pounds spent that. I know. Um, and then we're looking, we're looking at it, but Man City, could you go Bernardo? Yeah, I think that's, if you're going to be Maverick, go Bernardo. But I mean, in, I think one of our friends, I don't know if you listen to the pod, Baz, he's been Maverick for a few weeks. <laughs> And um, he got, <laughs> and he's bottom in the league. So. Yeah. Yeah, He'll be going to Zinchenko. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I, I, I get so excited to see Baz's captain every week. <laughs> Should have that was a new section on the pod, shouldn't we? Who's Baz captain? Who's Baz captain? Um, yeah, if got, if you, uh, some people do have Gabriel Jesus. He'd be another one I'd look at in that one. It, good point, actually, because he's not even been rotated that much. Um, I don't even know. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely there. He is. I've I did have a look. He's it. been dropped in one of the games, I think. But for most yeah, of the prem a... games, he's played. You, you look at that though. Like let's, for the last few weeks, he's, he's, he's zero on ninety, isn't he? Which which is what you want. Yeah, I mean, literally, game week one is the only time he's come on as a substitute. So, uh, yeah, not a, not a bad option. And look, listen, you know, like we say, Wolves have got a, a decent defence. Uh, don't expect Liverpool to bang loads of goals past them. Um, but if anyone's going to score, it's going to be Salah. And then, yeah, it, my if I can get to Bernardo this week, probably vice-captain someone like him. If not, I'm going to vice-captain some. Because, the the other option what, you could Norwich. do is go with someone like Trent because Wolves have not scored a lot either. And yeah. so with Trent, you've got probably a high chance of a clean sheet and additionally... Very strong chance of attacking returns. So are you, going, not... are you going Trent then, Tom? Go on. Uh, do you know one of these weeks I'm going to do it? <laughs> one of these weeks. It's um, it's a, it's just to take me to a final point that I wanted to make before we uh, we signed off for, for tonight. Though was the captain and vice captain thing that I mentioned uh, mm. when we were chatting about it. So the the Burnley Spurs game has just made me you know, make, want to bring this back up to something I've not mentioned before, but a lot of people talk about captaining and vice-captaining players within the same game. And I just want to make sure I'd I, I never do it, in, especially over the winter months and everything with COVID that's going on with the, the new variant and everything else that we're definitely not getting into that topic on a fantasy football podcast. But the likelihood of games being called off is much, much, much higher 
right now than it has been. And it has been high for the last couple of years anyway. But don't take the risk of captaining and vice. This is such a fancy football problem that I love it. This is how we think, though. I only think about fantasy when it comes down to the COVID. So don't captain and vice captain someone in the same game. Just don't do it. In case statement there. No, I, 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 I love that. And it's something I've never done and I've started doing it now. So I actually had Vice Captain Rafinha. Nice. Yeah. You just don't want... Imagine if, like, imagine if you have Kane Captain, Kane Captain and Son Vice. <laughs> and you option got called for, off. Option for what? Captain for night out. For when? Bag three and four. Well, when he leaves the only game. to Brentford. Home to Brentford. He's, an opt- he's a definitely an option for vice-captain. If, Bernard- if Bernardo scored at, at the same rate, if not lower than Rafinha in the last four game weeks, so if we're saying Bernardo's an option, Rafinha at home is an option. I, I think mean, that's they've scored in the same way. They've scored at the same rate, three in the last four appearances. Yeah, but right. I think Rafinha got better bonus points. I'll just have a look. I think he got more points. He didn't when he scored that penalty. I definitely know that. Anyway, we're talking about... <laughs> too much about these things thank you ever so much for listening and watching this week please don't forget to like the video and subscribe to the youtube channel please also don't forget to subscribe to uh, us on spotify and apple podcasts i want to see many many more of your pictures sent to me of us being on your top podcasts uh, <laughs> for the year on spotify thank you to everyone who sent me those pictures that's made us very very happy and uh, yeah it makes this all even more worthwhile we love and really enjoy doing it um, and uh, yeah thank you for sending me those over but also don't forget to like our content and follow us on social media on the football pod on football p on twitter instagram tiktok thanks for joining me this week boys uh let's hope harry kane doesn't smash a load of goals in and make us look stupid and i will see you all next week